Welcome to the March episode of Awaken and Manifest Your Best Life. Hey guys, so this is all about our new episode here at The Awakened State. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how we can really understand change on the practical level and the energetic level. And I think this has been one of the hugest soul takeaways for me for March has been really learning how to embrace the subtle shift. And I'm going to dive headfirst into that in a minute. And another thing I want to talk about on this video is the debut of our new Conversations with Soul series. So basically, on the blog, there is a button where you can submit your own conversations with soul questions. So this is an anonymous question that you can submit to me and I'll answer it either on the YouTube or the podcast. So starting out, we have two amazing questions that will fit really nicely with our soul takeaway. And as a result, I would love to hear from you. If you decide to submit your own conversation with soul, it can easily be featured here on the podcast or on the YouTube. So I invite you into our next new episode. Enjoy. Energy is who you are. Energy is how we change our life. We have to realize that understanding energy is how we can fundamentally change ourselves from the inside out and understand that one shift, one perspective, one one decision away, one decision away, literally one decision away from a different life, from a different truth, from a different way of living. This is for the soul-led leaders, the awakened ones, the revolutionaries, the visionaries, the change makers, the light workers, the empaths, the true awakened ones. This is our story. Are you ready? Welcome to Awaken and Manifest Your Best Life with Ashley from theawakenedstate.net. It's time to wake up to who you truly are. Welcome to the podcast. It's time for the activation. It's the activation for the activation. And remember, the universe is inside of you and you hold the power to design your life. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to March Madness, aka my birthday month. Honestly, I, I don't really get into basketball or anything like that. I've never really been a sports fan. But here we are. It's the end of the March. And wow, it's been a month. Let me just say that I really want to hone in on this episode on some soul lessons I've been having and give you some awakening tips. And also, I want to really discuss some of the questions I received in conversations with soul. So if you don't know, we have a new series coming where it's all about you and you having your own personal hotline where you can personally submit questions to me and I'll answer them either on the YouTube or the podcast. And honestly, this is going to be an intuitive thing, very pure channeling conversations with soul, soul channeling. So you have the ability to submit your own question by going to the website. And there is now a very specific teal box that says submit questions to Ash. And this is where you can submit an anonymous question, be specific, (laughs) and basically 
You can ask me whatever you want. I find that this is a good way to reach the community. I used to do this a long time ago for free um, on my Tumblr blog, which is where the the Awakened State originally came from. Our origin was on Tumblr. And if you've been with me since the Tumblr days, you'll know that I used to answer a shit ton of questions <laughs> for free all the time. And I would have people submit questions. And I honestly fucking loved it. It was so good. But it just really wasn't sustainable in the long term because I had like a crazy amount of followers. And then so many people were asking me questions and it just became crazy. And so this new version of Conversations with Soul is we're going to basically pick and choose whoever sends the most question that's most like in alignment with either just what comes through me or Essentially, we're just going to pick at random. And as you'll know, Conversations with Soul is all about you submitting anonymous, anonymously your own personal question, either that you want support on, maybe you're feeling cloudy about, maybe you just want more awareness on of like how it works, or maybe you just want that really good why into why something is the way it is, or just in general, a supportive topic. I find that like, you know, half of being a business owner and really being open as using my voice to communicate my message, my brand, my business, and all of that, like it's also about the audience. And it's also about what do you like? What do you want to hear from us? What are the questions that are burning in your heart and soul? So I really wanted to open up a new conversation here where this can be like twofold. This can be an interconnected conversation and to look at, you know, different ways that we can communicate even though we're online and how we can start to build up a stronger community. And so one of the ways that really came through for me is opening up conversations with soul again. So if you are interested in submitting your own question, definitely go to the button on the website. You cannot miss it. It's right under the intro on all of my blog pages and all of the archive pages. So you cannot miss it. And it is not the little tiny teal bubble at the bottom. It's the medium size button that says literally submit questions just for clarity. Okay, moving on. March Madness. All right. Yes, it's been birthday month. I've been spoiled. I've been overwhelmed. It's been all over the place here. What has been the number one soul lesson this month? I would honestly say the quantum leap feels sexy when you think about it, but the subtle shift is what gets you bigger results. And Thinking with the end in mind gives you a stronger focus to make that bigger shift. And one thing that's been hugely coming up for me has been this concept of the compound effect and how we think that it's just one meditation practice 
one affirmation session, one intention setting practice. But like if I were to just be blunt honest with you, it's repetition. It's the repetition. It's the moment by moment, shift by shift by shift by shift, subtle tweak, subtle tweak, subtle tweak that eventually adds up. And it's like this vision has been coming to me and I've like, I'm like, where can I share this? Should I share this in a course? Should I share this in a video? I don't know how <laughs> I'm like, should I use a prop? This this very distinct visual keeps coming to me. And I guess I'm just going to share it here in the podcast is it's kind of like every time you do something, you add just a little bit of water to a cup. And then you keep adding the water to the cup and you keep adding the water to the cup and you keep adding the water to the cup and it keeps flowing and flowing and flowing. And you keep adding that water to your cup to the point where now that cup is starting to overflow back into your life. Now, if you were to take this analogy with me and just be like, Okay, so this cup is my internal state of consciousness. And every time I'm adding something to my internal cup of consciousness, I'm changing the mirror response of how I'm receiving in my life. So while behind the scenes, I feel like I'm fucking doing nothing and I feel like I'm not really working out and I'm not really working that muscle and I'm not really doing much of anything. And it feels kind of pointless to write this affirmation down or it feels really silly to, you know, sit down and do that meditation practice. But then one day you wake up and it's like, holy shit, that was just a thought in my head. Now it's in my living room. Now it's my reality. Now I'm walking on the hardwood floors I used to dream about in my mind. I honestly, like, swear to God, like, I remember a long, long time ago when I was just really, like, upset with just where we were at, I used to have these visualizations of walking barefoot on a hardwood floor and being like, this is my house. This is my home. (laughs) And I know this sounds silly, but that used to be just a fantasy that just would keep me going. And even though it was a subtle shift, that subtle vision, that subtle thought, it eventually became my reality. And while, you know, we can sit here all day and say, well, is it just a fantasy or are you really doing something here? And I think that's the perspective shift I want to really want to hone in on here. Like one thing I've been doing really differently, and this may relate to you or not, is in my Pilates practice, What I've been doing is I've been really wanting to start working out daily, and I was having a really hard time doing it. And instead, what I decided to do is I did what is known as an ab challenge. And every single day, you would do 100 reps for 10 to 15 minutes. And like we're talking like almost like five to eight minutes. And I noticed that this very subtle shift in my awareness, in my daily habits, started producing a snowball effect where I started having tighter abs. And now, how does this apply to spiritual awakening, manifestation, intentions? Well, if you just take that subtle shift 
and you keep going and you add to the cup and add to the cup and add to the cup and add to the cup. And yeah, it might feel exhausting at first. Yeah, you might feel crazy. Yeah, you might feel like it's a delusion in your head. Maybe it is a fantasy right now. But here's the thing. The more that you allow yourself to believe in that fantasy, the more that you allow yourself to keep showing up to those 100 reps, the more that you just keep overcoming your own fucking resistance and just go for it anyway, I'm telling you, you will inevitably see the overflow because eventually that cup starts to overflow. And then all of a sudden you have tighter abs and all of a sudden you're, you're literally walking on hardwood floor in a house that you used to dream about. That's how it works. And if we aren't aware of just getting started, even when it feels crazy, even when it just feels like an idea in our head, even when it feels like almost like it is a fantasy. And I totally know how that feels because sometimes I think that's the hardest part. It's overcoming the resistance in our mind. It's really looking at, well, fuck, this just feels like a fantasy. This feels fucking impossible. There's no way this is true. But it's actually when you train the mind, when you shift the story, when you boot camp the mind. I mean, this is one of the hugest things I teach in a lot of my courses is boot camp the mind. It's all about boot camping the mind. Everything you want is on the other side of boot camping the mind. And I think you know, we want it to be the sexy quantum leap. We want it to be a quick fix and done. We want it to be, you know, a fucking microwave in the oven kind of situation, but it isn't. And I think that's just kind of the really unsexy way to put it sometimes is you have to be willing to step into the work. You have to be willing to do that inner work. You have to be willing to see that the energy shift, the healing that manifestation that you desire, it all, it all is coming from the energy of you taking that time to do those hundred reps in your brain, to do that subtle shift in the actions you take to keep going and going and going and going and going. It's kind of like how I've been thinking a lot about my content. Like, I remember the days where it would take me like three hours to make a blog post. And I would be like, (laughs) I would be like freaking out. I'd be having so much resistance to even hitting publish. I'd be saying so many excuses in my brain about why I can't. And I remember there was always like these conversations of like, this is so not good enough and I can't even hit send and like and so forth. But now, you know, writing a blog post is so easy that I'm like, how do I have like three blog posts within like a week. How did that even happen? I don't even understand. And it's just, you don't see the shift because it's happening in the energetic realm. And so my sole lesson for you today is to really look at what is your own subtle shift. I remember I was once in this course and it took me forever to really get this. And um, her name is Melanie Ann Layer. And she said a lot of what we think is about change is actually in the 45 degree shift. It's not in the 360 degree shift. It's in the 45 degree shift. And I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) That doesn't mean anything to me. And then I started like thinking about it. It's in the subtle shift. 
How willing are you to make the subtle shift? When you make the subtle shift, everything starts to shift because you're adding to that cup of water. You keep adding and adding and adding and adding and adding and then it overflows into your reality. You know, I think we just want to make it harder. We want to make it more complex or we want the quick fix. And as a result, we justify the how and we make it harder than what it actually is. But really, it's are you willing to make the subtle shift? Are you willing to make that subtle shift necessary to create the change? So it's funny because I used to think that it was always like this big, complex, elaborate thing to work on your limited beliefs. And I used to think it was this huge process to work on healing. And then I started to change the way I looked at healing. And then I started to change the way I looked at manifesting. And as a result from that, I realized that it was actually more so those subtle tweaks in my habits, in my actions, and in my intuition, and how I was responding to my intuition that started to change the story more. And I think it can be easy to feel like the ego makes it harder than what things are, but if you're not willing to jump in the car and make that subtle shift, then you're still really struggling to even get started. And I think that's really the difference here. And we can apply this to so many different scenarios. It's like someone who wants to lose weight and then they decide that they're like, okay, it's January 1st. I'm going to sign up for a membership. I'm going to show up five days a week and I'm going to work out for an hour a day and make sure I do it. And realistically, that is not sustainable. It's not sustainable because your brain will freak out. Your nervous system will be under threat. And as a result, you have created so much change so rapidly that you're sending off your biorhythms, you're sending off your, you know, your nervous system is shot. Like, no matter what, when you approach change from that way, of course you're going to freak out. Of course you're going to be in resistance. And of course you're going to flake out because it's too much change. Instead, we have to approach it from a level of, I'm going to work out two days a week and I'm going to bump it up to three. I'm going to work on my meditation practice two times a week and then I'm going to bump it up to three. I'm going to work on my journaling two times a week and then I'm going to bump it up to four. Essentially, here's the thing. Like we think that it's 360, but it's never 360. The quantum leap is established due to the inner work. It's established when we create that identity shift. And the identity shift can create the quantum leap, but it's due to the subtle work. And I think it can get thrown around a lot that the quantum leap is incredible. The quantum leap and the quantum shift is what's necessary. And sure, sometimes it is. But in my experience, I've had quantum leaps and they were super unsustainable and then it flatlined and went backward. And I know exactly why it did that because it wasn't sustainable in my mindset, in my emotions, in my nervous system. And I know that's what happens because it is not sustainable. It's not sustainable in our bodies. It's not sustainable in who we are. And a sure as shit isn't established in our identity. So 
my hugest little takeaway for you today is to really look at how can you start to create that subtle shift? Where are you willing to change? And inevitably from that, how can you make it into a point where you show up daily and do that or show up weekly and do that? How can you create the subtle conversation to create change? Because that's all it takes. It takes subtle change. You know, I can tell you so many stories of how like before I invested in a program or with a mentor or with anything, I was in the library. I was in the library binging on free books because I couldn't afford and I didn't believe I could afford anything. And I'll tell you what, that subtle shift, that willingness to just get up, go to the library, dig into Gabby Bernstein books and Tony Robbins books and all sorts of, I don't even know, (laughs) mindset books, subconscious reprogramming, how the brain changes itself. I read so much. Um, Just that subtle shift was preparing me for the trajectory I am on now. And I can say that with confidence and with certainty that the work that I was teaching on subconscious reprogramming, it started with me reading those books in the library. It started the trajectory of building my website. It started the trajectory of building the business. And it wasn't because I decided I woke up one day and I'm like, I think I'll start a business. It wasn't that at all. It became this gradual uprising. And I think this is the beauty of being on the spiritual path is you have to embrace the journey and experience the gradual uprising and to hold confidence through your own resistance. And I feel like that, that is the foundation for ultimate success. Because if you can do that and start to do that consistently, it pays off and it pays off rapidly, exponentially, and it compounds, it builds, it grows, and you could do anything. So what are you ready to shift and change? What is the subtle 45 degree shift you need? What is the change? I want you to think about that. Ponder on that. Journal on that. Allow yourself to really sit with that. How can you create your own subtle shift? Okay, so let's dive in to conversations with soul. I hope that deeply served you. I know I needed to hear that myself. And I honestly, I just... I honestly love the podcast. Let's just be real here. This is pretty cool. I look forward to creating podcast episodes. I love video. I think video is a great platform for me, but the podcast is just refreshing. It's fun. It's a nice way to communicate with you. And I just, I fucking love it. So here we are. All right. Conversations with soul. So I'm going to share two questions and they kind of almost piggyback off one another which is why I wanted to answer them both at the same time, because I feel like while they're wildly different, they are also very much connected to what I just talked about and what I just said. And so this, as always, is a perfect synchronicity, and I love how that works. So here is the first question. The first question is, how do I move forward in life? Okay, now first, very, very vague person. (laughs) So 
how to move forward in life is exactly what I just mentioned. You have to start creating those subtle shifts. And number one thing that I would say is if you're struggling with how to move forward in life, whether we're talking about grief or a breakup or maybe just a new career, I'm not for sure what your question is saying. So please, in the future, be more specific. Um, How to move forward in life is all about setting up your target. You know, so many people are wandering aimlessly. And I've said this so many times, but it like it makes me so sad when I see the same people from high school in the same jobs, the same mentalities, the same emotional baggage and the same stupid bullshit and drama because they aren't intentional and they aren't setting their target. And how do you set a target? Well, it starts with asking yourself, what do you want? If you want to move forward in life, ask yourself, what do you unapologetically want for your life? What do you want? What are your dreams? What do you deeply desire? And don't tell me I don't know. Because underneath, inside your soul, you do know. And as a result from that, I do believe one of the starting threads to any version of forward momentum is asking yourself... What do I unapologetically want, need, and desire? That is like the question of all questions. You know why? Because you're finally clear. You're finally clear on what you want. And it seems so simple. It seems so basic. But most people don't do that. They'd rather complain. They'd rather freak out. They'd rather justify their pain. They'd rather just go on with life vicariously. And like as a result, we have no clue where our week went. One thing I've been personally doing is I've been getting (laughs) really clear with how my week flows. And this has been so awesome because it's been allowing me to kind of just kind of bullet point things I want to do during the week, but not so much that I'm like restricting myself. And I feel like, you know, there is a thin edge between over planning and over strategizing versus coming from flow. But I think it's all about that balance. But it begins with the beginning thread of, how to move forward in life and create more momentum is you've got to realize what the fuck are you going after? Because if you can't go after anything, the universe can't get behind you. It's kind of like, I always give this analogy of a bow and arrow. I'm a big Zelda fan. (laughs) So when you think about a bow and arrow, you always have a target to aim at. Like, you know, there's always something to aim at. If you're trying to move forward in life, but you have no target, There is nothing to aim at. Therefore, your energy will stay stagnant. Your energy will stay in its its literal core unconscious foundation. And I think this is where so many people don't really get it is like, yeah, we have base programming. But at the end of the day, if we're not setting a new target, we just settle for the base, the baseline, the base programming. And part of the journey is learning how to set a new target and set a new target where you can be like, all right, I'm going to start a website. Okay, that's a new target. That's a new goal. Or I'm going to start meditating three times a week. That's a goal. Or I'm going to start reading more personal development books. Or I'm going to take up a yoga class and so forth. And here's the thing. Even though it seems silly and it seems subtle, 
that subtle shift can create a windfall that puts you on the journey that you're meant to be on. And I think that's where so many people just freak out is they try to create the entire map instead of creating the first step. You don't need the entire map. You don't need all the clarity, but you need that single step. You need the first step, the first pull of the thread to unravel the entire thing. And if you don't have that single step first, it's because you don't have a target. And the target doesn't even have to be huge at first. Like I said, when I wanted to create a business, I was not thinking about business. I was thinking about writing a book. (laughs) Like I was thinking about writing a book. I wasn't thinking about building a website. I wasn't even thinking about an e-course or any of that. I was thinking about, I want to write a book. Unfortunately, that book has never been written yet, but that's besides the point. If you think about it, that's how it starts. If you want to move forward in life, regardless of what's going on around you, regardless if you're overcoming, you know, anything, I think it really begins with just that, that first question of what is my target? What is the new goal? What is the new intention? Am I willing to look at what is the new intention? And how can I start to create that subtle shift? So I think to summarize this question, I would really get clear on asking yourself what you want and then getting clear on that. I mean, spend some time journaling, spend some time soul searching, you know, asking yourself some deeper questions. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. They aren't willing to just be like, well, what do I want? oh, I don't know what I want. No, go deeper. If I did know what I wanted, what would I actually unapologetically want for my life? And then see what comes through. And if you still have a hard time even after that, I invite you to, you know, do some pranayama, do like long deep breathing or meditation or go for a run and then sit your ass down and write and allow yourself to just unfold what comes through. And I promise you, you will find clarity because you got out of the monkey mind, you stepped into the flow state, and you allowed yourself to get beyond the logical ego crap that was like, I don't know, man. And instead, you allow yourself to go deeper. And that's really the start of everything. Okay. So the second question was, and I love this question because I'm going to have an answer that's going to be wildly different than what you thought. (laughs) Okay, so this question says, the only reason why I'm interested in manifestation is to win the Powerball jackpot so I can retire comfortably. Is being able to manifest the Powerball jackpot so I can retire realistic or not? Thank you. Okay, Anon, I'm going to give you one of the best advice I wished someone would have told me. It, it, it's not that it's realistic or not. It's your belief that it's realistic or not. We attract what we believe. We attract what we expect. And we attract due to how we feel vibrationally due to that expectation and allowance. So here's the thing. 
It's not necessarily that it's realistic or not. People have won the jackpot all the time. People have won the Powerball all the time. It's not necessarily that you just want to manifest money. It's that in a nutshell is, let's put it this way. It's kind of like you're at one level of money mindset. But you desire to go to the entire opposite extreme spectrum on the other side of your comfort zone and plunge head first into cold water, diving off of a cliff, probably naked and blind. Would you do that? I mean, yeah, sure. If you're a wild person, sure. Why not? Why not? But most of us won't do that. So... Why am I making a crazy weird analogy? Because you need to understand that a lot of people who come at it from this mentality are not seeing how the mind works. It's harder to win the Powerball jackpot because we have literally been programmed to think that it's impossible. Or we've been programmed to think that money will solve all of our problems. And we've also been programmed to think that it's super unrealistic because it's millions of dollars. So I'm going to tell you something that can radically shift your life. You have to normalize that amount of money. You have to make that the new standard. So here's the thing. Rather than focusing on trying to win the jackpot, what you actually need to do is you need to work on your money beliefs. You need to look at what do I actually believe about how I receive money? What do I feel is normal to receive money? How do I how do I feel when I receive money? How do I feel when I spend money? How do I feel when I um, attract money? How do I feel when I invest in money? Looking at your foundation of money will help you see whether it that it feels realistic or not. So A lot of people go into manifestation just to attract money, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if they're coming at it from this lens of, I'll just write an intention down and hope I attract millions of dollars, it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. You can't just think about an intention and then sit on your couch all day and just magically wait for the millions of dollars to come and ring the doorbell. This mentality is very unrealistic because it doesn't focus on your core foundation, which is your beliefs. And so I have a couple of videos on money mindset that I definitely recommend that you binge watch and apply to your life and really see if that in general just gets the wheels turning. Because if you're interested in manifesting a lot of money, then the number one thing you need to do on a consistent basis is work on your money beliefs. And instead, thinking that it's realistic or not is besides the point. You don't want it to be realistic or not. You want to normalize money. You want abundance to feel so real and normal that it's just standard. It's just expected. It's just allowance. And when we get to that point in our mind, we have, it doesn't matter if we win the lottery or not, it becomes more like, I'm going to receive anyway. 
because I have the beliefs now to sustain that. So what does that really look like? Well, that really looks like your language around money and looking at what do I believe about money? What is the language I have around money? How do I approach money on a consistent basis? How do I feel about money as a concept? Do I feel money is greedy? Do I feel money is ugh? Do I feel money is evil? That's a very, very common one. And to start to look at your beliefs around the language you tell yourself around money and start to look at how you can start to shift that into a place that's more empowering towards money. So I could be here all day talking about money mindset, but just to save us both time, we have to remember money is just energy. You only attract what you believe and money is just an energy. It's literally energy. We attract what we believe we can have. So inevitably, when you think about realistic or not is besides the point. Saying something is realistic or not shows me already that you're in doubt about something. Because when we're in doubt we're not believing. When we're in uncertainty, we're weighing pros and cons in our mind. The people who really understand money mindset, it's because they're rooted in certainty. They are rooted in an energy of standard, normalizing the money, believing they can have it, They've removed the discouragement, the uncertainty, the doubt, the not good enough, the not worthy enough, the not deserving enough. And they've stepped into the identity of the person who feels it's normal to have X amount of dollars. So when it comes to mindset work, like I said, what you really want to be focused on is what is your language? in your beliefs about how you actually see money. Okay, so I hope that clears things up for you. Um, Some final thoughts that I wanted to think about are, I wanted to mention that I've been really working heavily on changing my content. We can blame social media for that. So what I've been noticing is a while ago, Facebook was hiding my posts because I like to use my links. (laughs) And as a result, I've had to redo a lot of my strategy around many different platforms. So I've decided that I'm now going to focus more heavily on video, blogging, this podcast, and reels. So that's where you'll definitely be seeing more of me. And I just like to mention that because I mean, full transparency, like freaking social media is an ever-changing market and it's like, it's confusing. (laughs) So one thing I've been working on is how can I get my message out louder in a more strategic way? And so those are really what I'll be focusing on is I'm going to be focusing more on the blog. I'm going to be focusing more on video and I'm going to be focusing on reels 
and here, the podcast. So that's where you'll be more likely to find me if you've been curious. And another thing I wanted to mention, just as like a sneak peek preview, is I will be launching the Chakra Academy next month. So April, we're looking at. In April, I will be launching the Chakra Academy, the Ultimate Chakra Academy. And it will have group coaching support this time because I thought that'd be fun with the way the world has been in. I've really been feeling called to step more into group coaching again. So I'll be opening the doors for that later in April. And finally, I would just like to mention that we've been hearing some great feedback about the digital planner. And I wanted to talk just a little bit about that. So I'll be releasing an insider video on the inside look behind the planner. And also, since this entire episode was so much about clarity and goals and intentions, I wanted to really emphasize that the planner is a great tool for that because it shows you a lot about how you can develop more clarity towards your intentions, your goals, your visioning work. The planner goes really heavily into like visioning work for the entire year. So it allows you to go into that manifestation headspace where you can look at, you know, what do I want? What do I want in my career? What do I want in my business? What do I want in my relationships? What do I want in my self-care routines? And so the planner is really strongly emphasized on manifestation and clarity for your intentions. And that was made on purpose. Because I always found that there's so many planners out there, but none of them have spaces for intentions. So what I really wanted to do is I created a lot of space for daily intention work, habit tracking, tracking, all sorts of things such as your money, such as your daily habits you want to establish, such as your moon rituals, and most importantly, your mental health and your emotional health. It has a mood tracker and uh, it also has a food tracker, which honestly I found kind of fun because I was like, huh, I probably need to mix up my food a little here. And I think it's funny because the more aware we are, the easier it is to change things. And while at first, if you're not new, if you're new to habit tracking, I can see how it can feel tedious. It can feel kind of weird. Like one day I did a time audit to see where my time was going. That was so therapeutic, but it was it was kind of tedious, like, God, I have to keep track of this, and I have to keep track of that. And But what I did is just from doing that time audit, I was able to see where I needed to create more breaks. I was able to see where I could establish better systems. So there's so much awareness that can happen when we're tracking things. And I know it's not always a sexy thing. It's not really, you know, it's not really empowering to be like, oh, I got to make sure I track this. I got to make sure I check what I'm eating. But here's the thing. If you're working on something such as you want to get better at meditation and at the same time you're beating yourself up because you're not staying committed to your spiritual practice, you're not showing up, you're procrastinating, you're saying excuses on why you can't do it. Or maybe you're like one one of the things I always did is it just be like, oh, I'll get to it later. I think, you know, I'll do it after the kids go to bed. Yeah, I'll make sure. And then, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock comes around and it's just like, I'll do it tomorrow. It's good. 
that kind of mentality, and I fully get it, you need something to help you track because otherwise just it's just a hop skipping away from just excuses. And excuses just lead to us not fulfilling what we actually want to do and what we set out to do. And I think one of the things that I've just gotten so much better at is awareness increases the more I track things and it makes it easier to change things. You know, tracking your money helps grow more money. One, This is one of the tried and true, you'll see it in numerous money courses, tracking your money helps build money because you're aware of the money growing, you're seeing how it's growing, and inevitably you see it growing <laughs> because you're aware of it. So your focus, you know, energy flows where our attention goes, energy flows where our our attention goes. So if you're bringing attention to things, you're aware of them and then they start to grow. The same could be said with, you know, if you're working on your diet, but you're not tracking your diet, then of course you're going to reach for the potato chips. Like, it's funny. We don't always think about these simple things because as, you know, spiritual folk, it's always so much easier to think about the very impractical things where it's more like, oh, I'll just do the energy work. I'll just read the personal development book and it'll have all the answers. And what I've found is actually getting into the nitty gritty with the more practical side of manifestation and the practical side of spirituality has helped me gain so much more conscious awareness. You know, it's like Eckhart Tolle tells us all the time, you know, just sit on a park bench and meditate. And that does help. It helps quiet a very busy, chaotic mind. But there's other ways where we can build conscious awareness that help us so much more with our practical life. And, you know, I could even say, like, we have established a chore chart to keep track of how often the kids are even doing their basic chores, like making their bed or brushing their teeth. And it's just like, I think it's so good to remember that conscious awareness is built from our habits. It's built from being aware. It's built from attention. It's built from focus. It's not built from the survival mind where we are reactive, throwing throwing our things at the wall. It's not built from the energy of like flying through our day and being like, oh my god, I guess I should meditate. You don't want to reach that point where you're meditating to relax. You want to build meditation as a practice. One of the things that really helped me is I did, um, is it Chopra? Yeah, Chopra. The Chopra meditation challenges. That helped me so much because I was able to show up. I was able to stay committed. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm on day seven. Now I'm going to work on day eight tomorrow. I loved doing it that way because it allowed me to stay in practice. When you stay in practice, you're more aware of how much you're cultivating your intuition and your spirituality and your spiritual growth. And inevitably, you're more in communion with higher self. And so this is like my unfiltered, unapologetic view of spiritual practice. I think it's so important to be aware of what the fuck you're doing. It's important to track. It's important to stay committed, show up, 
really allow yourself to carve out that time for yourself, whether it's 10 minutes or five minutes, or whether it's a journaling practice, a meditation practice, um, yoga, whatever you need. I do believe in the power of committing to a spiritual practice. It is so, so powerful. And that's why in the planner, I really wanted to strongly emphasize that. You know, part of the inspiration behind the planner was to combine some of my best conscious awareness tools and really hone in on the best practices that have served me. And I think it's funny because there was so many years where I've been trying to find a planner and one that really just spoke to me with either the law of attraction or the desire map or all of these different things. And I just realized I could not find it. And it's hilarious now that I'm like, oh, because I had to create it. (laughs) So it's just kind of funny. We don't always think about how most planning systems don't consider our mental and emotional health. They don't consider conscious awareness. I personally believe that when it comes to going after your goals, setting intentions, doing all the things, uh, it really comes back to that awareness piece. If you don't have awareness, you can't change things. I mean, I'll say it time and time again. If you don't have awareness, you are literally in an unconscious pattern. You're either in an unconscious habit, an unconscious behavior, an unconscious emotional trigger. The more you have awareness, the more you build tools of awareness, regardless of what they are, regardless of what resonates with you, it really helps create change. And that's what it comes back to. Okay, so if you are interested in the planner, we have the Spiritual Life Awakened Planner in both the Midnight Edition and the Unicorn Edition. I may make a Cottagecore one. I've been really intrigued on Cottagecore. So that might happen come summer. I haven't decided yet. So that is all located in the shop. You can find a little, basically a little pop-up bar that talks about the planner. And it's also on the sidebar now. So if you're interested in the planner, you can check it out there. The Chakra Academy will be opening in April. And that is really my update. And if you are interested in conversations with soul, I would love, love, love to hear from you. I honestly love hearing from my community. Please talk more. I love hearing from you. I love hearing from you in the Mighty Networks group. I love hearing from you guys in this conversations with soul, in your comments. It's been amazing. Like, I'm kind of grateful that I figured out that Facebook was hiding my posts because now I see so much more comments. It's it's great. So, In summary, what is the real takeaway here? The subtle shift. How can you create that subtle shift? It's the starting thread of everything. All right, guys, I love you and I'll see you next month. Hey guys, Ashley here. Thank you for joining me in another episode of the Awaken and Manifest Your Best Life podcast. This is going to be the space for manifesting tips, energy tips, spiritual awakening advice, and all things receiving that kick your ass soul injection back to your personal alignment. I do have a free gift for you if you're ready to be a VIP and receive exclusive access to our awakened library packed full of guidebooks, audios, meditations, workbooks, quizzes, and tons of goodies for yours truly. You can get that all at library.com theawakenedstate.net. Head to library.theawakenedstate.net.
net. So enjoy that. And remember, you always are more than enough because the universe is inside of you and you hold the power to design your life.